You are like super uber organized in all of your life by the seat of my pants. And that is that is what makes us us. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back. Welcome. Well, we wanted to what? Talk about what we're reading slash September's TBR lowdown picks, which is what I'm kind of reading. Same. Thank you. Yeah. So do you want to go first with the main pick? Sure. So our main pick for the TBR lowdown book club is Breast and Eggs by Miyako Kawakami. And Alyssa and I read this. I think it was back in May or June and we both enjoyed it greatly. And we think that you all should read it too, which is what we made it a pick. And so rereading that it's fantastic. Uh, the second go round, it's just wonderful. And then our bonus pick is the master and Margarita, which is by Mikhail Bogokov. Does that sound right? I'm not Russian, but Really? <laughs> I'm, I'm not Russian. And mine is translated by Mira Ginsburg. Who's yours translated by? Richard Pevier and Larissa Volen- Volkonsky. Oh, so I you have know. dual translators on yours. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then my audiobook is translated by a third person. <laughs> Which I know you did not listen with the audio. No, I'm just reading that. this one physically. I think it's safe to say we're both loving this book. Oh, yes. I was thinking about doing Like You and just reading it physically. And then I was looking at the audiobooks just to see if they had this version translated. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. But the all the reviews were about how animated and good the audiobook was. So, you know, oh. me as an audiobook lover, yeah. I couldn't say no. I had to try it. So it is weird to read along. You see what I'm um, saying now, right? Because the words... I've done it before. Uh, my Anna Karenina is a different translator to my my edition. But I, I, I don't know. It, it, most of the time, the divergence isn't that much. It's literally just a different word choice Yeah. for um, something. I've noticed that my audiobook edition uses less or more anglicized words, if that makes any sense. Yes. So instead of saying like Tolstoy shirt, it'll say white shirt. Um, oh, mine says blouse. My book. Mm. So like this is like, I get it. Like I wouldn't know what a Tolstoy shirt is. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I would have to look it up. But so I find it actually kind of interesting to see the different choices that get made mm-hmm. while you're translating a work. Because obviously the, the story is the same. And it is very engaging. And whoever's doing the audio for it, it's very, very, it's very engaging. Hmm. And um, it, it feels more like an acid trip. That's why I said to you, so while I was reading this, I was like, I feel like one, I'm being punked. I feel like someone slipped me a little something, something in my drink. <laughs> I'm like Alice in Wonderland. I've gone down the rabbit hole. I don't know where I am. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah. I was like, let me do know when give... you feel like you're tripping out on drugs. When do I want to, do we want to give any sort of background on what this is? Maybe in the discussion that we have when we talk about the main and the bonus. Okay. Or should I read a little bit of the synopsis? Whatever you want to do. Just know that it's, it, it it's, it's it's trippy. I was like, how do I want to say this? But it's also a really interesting commentary. That he makes little commentaries on like communist Russia too. Yes, he does. So there's also like themes of greed in here. Mm-hmm. There, th- I don't want to. I don't want to get into it right now. I know because we're going to have our discussion. But just know, okay. surface level, it's very trippy. Surface level, very trippy. Yeah, like fun story. Deeper down. There are like layers of commentary, like social commentary that are layered within. Mm-hmm. Very much so. That's, that's, that's how we'll say it. Very much so. <laughs> and it's, it is a wonderful read. And anyway, it's, it's great. I can't wait till we talk about both these books in our, in our discussion yeah. for the wrap ups. And then we have the beautiful, wonderful, I don't know what I'm reading, Ulysses. 
Oh, is that is that yours naked? I like it. Yeah, naked. I my cover is really. I think um, I prefer it naked. I do too. That's why I put the cover, the dust jacket, to the side because this I think is gorgeous. Look how it's like faded and. For those of you listening to the audio, you know, we also record video. So if you want to see what we're doing, see the books we're holding up, just uh, go to the link in our show notes. But yeah, I I prefer this. Look at that. Do you link the video? I'm going to start. Oh, I was like... What is she talking about? I'm going to start because I, I She's think... She's been reading Master Margarita too long. I know. She took, I she, am. She I'm tripping. She don't... <laughs> I'm going to start. I think I want to start putting the videos on the show notes. What do you think? Sure. We're planning as we talk, folks. This is what happens sometimes. Okay. She just drops shit on me. <laughs> it's okay. She has some, some, some organizational document that she keeps threatening to send to me. And she keeps going, you're going to hate me when you see it. You're going to hate me when you see it. It's a Trello board and you're going <laughs> to love it. I won't I won't show you the error table, but it is linked in the Trello board. The error table's for me. I track I don't, an, I don't know what any of these are, but I find it terrifying. I'm testing an error the table level. for tracking like when we reschedule to record, when we record, when we edit, when it's released. I'm a super organizer, people. Welcome to my life as a Capricorn. I live by the seat of my pants. When you say air table, I'm thinking about air hockey. Like immediately, I'm in a basement in the 90s playing it's air hockey. Like, I'm getting my fingers jammed by the stupid puck. It's like a database-driven spreadsheet. So like it's Excel on crack. But like what are you doing with this data? It's keeping everything tracked so we can go back and see like by season what episodes we did, who were the guests, yada, yada, yada. And now that we're using, so we use Riverside to record. And now that they allow us to do transcripts, I'll add that in there too. So that we have like a lot. Transcripts is good. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to try something that I think I needed to do before I pushed record. I'll do it on the next episode. But yeah, so it's just tracking all of our shows by season. Does anyone relate? Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> anyone? Bueller? 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 <laughs> Bueller? Anyway, you, you, Ulysses, we, we got distracted. Ulysses is, I got distracted by its nakedness. It happens. Uh, how far are you? Because I haven't read any more. I'm still on part two. I haven't gotten any further than part two. I am only on page 17. So what I realized is I cannot read this book in the evening. I have to read it during the day early when I have like full attention and focus. Yeah, I have to like, I think what I have to do is read the spark notes and then read a chunk oh, of chapters. I forgot about the spark notes. That's right. I should so get that, some. In the hopes that I understand what is being said. Can anybody tell us what's happening? Anybody. <laughs> anybody. What's confusing me is so like the first three chapters, mm -hmm. let's call them chapters, are centered around like one guy, right? The Stephen guy, right? Mm -hmm. And then part two starts with the actual guy that I thought this book was about, who's the guy who's just walking around Dublin, not wanting to go home while his wife's cheating on him. Is that Buck? No, you haven't met him yet. Oh, okay, I haven't met That's him yet. Okay. Leopold Bloom. Leopold Bloom. And I'm like, how am I 50 some odd pages into this book and I haven't met the guy yet right okay okay but i also don't understand so it's it's gonna that. be interesting that's why we have six weeks to read it absolutely it's 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 a trip join us join it's us it's a journey but i'm also reading great circle by maggie shipstead and it's fantastic yay, i am yay however many pages I'm like 100 pages in. Mm -hmm. I need to read more of that today. And then I also am reading The Secret Lives of Church Ladies. And that is fantastic. It is just a bundle of joy, isn't it? It's just so great. It starts with clandestine lesbians. I mean, sorry, I'm going to leave it. Yeah, when you're done with it, like, this is going to be adapted into, I think, a, a show or a movie or something. But... I have high hopes. I think it's going to be really good. 
I am very excited about this adaptation. There are so many things being adapted. I know we're going to do a show on that later, but I'm, yeah. I'm excited for that one. Speaking of adaptations, how's, when is that adaptation of Passing actually hitting Netflix? Oh my gosh, it's like, I don't know. Even when you look online, like people are still wondering, when is it coming? Because it went to the film festival, what, two years ago, three years ago? Yeah. I don't, I, I just don't know. I wonder what the holdup is. It doesn't have a release date. And it's funny, like there's absolutely no buzz about like, this is what's coming up. This is what's coming next. Like Netflix is very tight-lipped about it. So who knows? So wait, who is still, it, wait, so Jordy's books, so Jordy, is he with Netflix? Yeah. We should start bombarding Jordy. But this is definitely decided before he joined the team. We should just ask Tessa. To start bombarding them all. Ooh, wouldn't that be interesting if we had enough clout by the time we get to our discussion of adaptations to get Jordy on our show? Mm. Especially considering how many people have polarizing opinions on it. Uh, for sure. For sure. I just want the inside Netflix scoop. Exactly. That's what that's know, what the heck I like, want. How do you make your decisions? What's coming out? What should I be excited about? Mm-hmm. Give us the tea, sir. Give us the tea. Mm-hmm. Also, Reese Witherspoon, please come on the show. We love Hello Sunshine. We do. You know, I just want to say I think that she's a total boss. I just, you know, I dig what she's doing. All what? right, so those are the three things we're reading. Oh, no, you have four four things you're reading. Yeah. I'm not rereading Breast and Eggs unless I get extra time. Because right. Naomi, if you missed one of our lives, Instagram lives, she, which we should go live tomorrow because we haven't gone live in a little bit. Yes. Every so often on a Sunday, Naomi and I will go live on Instagram. So just, you should follow both of us on Instagram. Yes. And we will, which we're linked in the show notes. Because we switch off. Like, I'll go live one week, she'll go live the next week, yada, yada. Yeah. Anyway, we were talking, what were we, oh my God, I thought I forgotten. Oh, no, Naomi gave me like a massive list of books to get from my library. So now I have a stack of books to get through. And they have all been wonderful. I will say that you have chosen a wonderful TBR for me. Thank you. Um, however, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> because at the same time, my Libby holds are rolling in, and I'm like, you have to have some be delivered later. I have been doing that. <clears throat> Poor Norwegian Woods has been delivered later so many times, and I need to just yeah read it already. Speaking of uh, uh, Haruku Murakami, our next challenging book, Q One Q eighty four. I when I was at the book barn this last time, do you want to know what was sitting there for a dollar? Shut up! Don't you even say it. Was it? I was so annoyed because I was like, I spent. Like ten dollars, but like I spent money on this. I could have gotten this for a dollar. Are you the, dollar. the 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 same edition that? What? Yeah, I'm still part. There's part of me that's like maybe I should just go grab it and like ship it to somebody. Yeah, but. grab it and then we'll do like a giveaway for that read along. Next time I go, if it's still there, <sighs> I will I will grab it. I'll try $1. to go to the book barn when it's I'll go to return books when the book barn's open and. Man. I can't believe that but that's happened a bunch where like there's books that we've gotten like the immortalists which we got at mckay's and and i sort of went back and forth on because it was like eight dollars like do i get it i don't know it's there for a dollar people are listening like they're saying eight dollars is expensive L- listen people we it's are the fact that i could have spent less money we are thrifters we <laughs> book thrift all the time when you are used to going to the thrift store and getting hardcover books for $2.99 and paperbacks for $1.99 or going to her book barn and getting books for a dollar or me going to McKay and, you know, books range from 15 cents mm-hmm. to 20 bucks, depending on the book. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like eight bucks. Let me think about it. Let me think yeah. about it. And then then you go to Barnes & Noble on a whim and you're like, I just spent $100 and I got four things and a coffee. So what is the point of this episode? I feel like every episode is us blabbering and then me going, so what is the point of this episode? And then I come in with, well, the point is, so today we're talking about, (laughs) we're talking about some of the books that we read for Women of Translation Month, which was August. And Mm -hmm. I, I 
think we read some pretty good books. What do you think? Oh, I love my, the books that I read. I don't think there was anything I truly dis... Oh, no, that's not wrong. That's wrong. There was one I really disliked. Oh, yeah. Because it was, it was weird and wrong. And trying to scrub it from my brain. But... <laughs> yeah. But, uh... Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. And I found a new author that I love. So that's always good. I think I did too. So, yeah. Yeah. And unlike Naomi, I do not have any of the books. So sorry, friends. No visuals. But if you want visuals, I did do a wrap up just for women's and women's 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 the women's women in translation month on my YouTube channel, which is somewhere. Find it. So if you if you need visuals, it's there. We'll link her video in the show notes so you can watch her Woman in Translation video that's on her Nerdy Nurseries channel. We will link it in the show notes. No worries. Boom. Cool. Boom, boom, boom. There's power in show notes. <laughs> you want to start? I think at least one we've read the same book. Oh, yeah. You want to start with that one? Um, so I just liked it because it talked. So hold up the book since you have it. I'm directing you now. Hold up the damn book. So that's where the wild ladies are. And it's a collection of stories that I believe are based in like Japanese folklore. Am I right? Is it Japanese or is it Korean? I've read so many different Japanese and Korean. Japanese folktales. You're right. Mm -hmm. I'm getting everybody confused now because I can't remember who was which. His, I just kept alternating between Japan and Korea, I feel like. So my yeah. poor brain can't sort everybody out. But I, I think I just liked how much um, ghosts centered, mm-hmm. uh, the story centered around ghosts and family and that interconnectedness between generations, which is something that's missing in a lot of our folklore, which, which is why I liked it. Why did you not like it as much? Oh, I just thought it was fine. I I also yeah. think maybe I'll I'll read it again at some point. You know what I mean? I think I made a mistake by listening to this while I was working. Mm-hmm. That doesn't always go well for me. So yeah. it's not that I didn't like it. I just, I started it and I listened to it, but I was also getting very distracted by doing work. But I'll definitely keep this and we'll read it again at some point. You know. Yeah. Did and, you read The wo- Woman in the Purple Skirt? I did not. And I need to because I got to take that one back. Okay. What are, I did read that, but we can talk about that on a different day if you don't want. But I didn't read it till like this month, but we'll we can count it if you want. I thought it was a really interesting concept for a book. However, maybe I didn't. I read this in the day that I had a migraine, and I was also setting up Halloween Town. Halloween Town are my Halloween decorations. Just and I don't know. Like at the end, I kind of felt unsatisfied. I guess mm. is what what bothered me. Okay. So either I missed something that would have been the key to me feeling less unsatisfied at the end. Or it was intentional. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. Okay. Yeah. I'm definitely reading it this month. It's, it's, it's gotta go back to its library home. So yeah. But it was definitely very engaging and it's quick. It's super short, but by the end there was just something sort of missing. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it could be a me thing. Anyway. Well, I shall read that. and we shall discuss. Uh, so I read mm-hmm. my first Isabel Allende book. Oh, yeah. Daughter of Fortune. And it's about this, uh, this orphan girl who, you know, grows up and falls in love with her, I guess, orphan daddy's worker or whatever and he goes off in search of gold because gold is discovered and she goes trailing off after him and at certain points she disguises herself as a man to you know to get through this passage to get to him and I I I don't want to say this book was like outstanding the story was fine but her writing is really good her writing is really good and I'd like to read more from her so Jesus really likes her, and when we were at the book barn last, so I, I believe I've unhauled that book, and I've never read it. I think I had it for years, mm-hmm. and I just I unhauled it like a while ago, um, unless it's in my bookcases, and I find it when I finally set up the new bookcases. Um, Jesus wanted to buy it from the book barn, and I was like, just buy it, and he's like, yeah, but he really likes that author. He thinks she's really good, so I got a different book by her. 
that he can, so he can read it. Yeah, this is translated from Spanish. And again, like this was a, this was a good story. And I believe there's a follow-up book to Daughter of Fortune. And I do plan there on is. hunting that down and reading it. But I really did like her writing. It, it really flows. It really flows. This is the one I got. Oh, yes. A Long Petal of the Sea. Yeah. I think it's really pretty. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So let us know. You all have listened, uh, has, have read Isabel. Uh, is it Allende? Isn't two L's pronounced a, like a Y? Allende. I think there's a Y, yeah. Allende. Allende. I don't know. We'll have Jesus say it one day. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was good. It was good. Okay, you're up next for your book. Okay, I guess we can start with Norma, which was this Finnish story that was kind of interesting. I think you would like it because it's got crime novel vibes because there's this mystery around Norma's mom's death. There's this crime syndicate that's centered around human trafficking. I'm trying not to give too much away. Mm. And also around the hair market. And so oh. Norma is this woman that has a special power where she like basically she just keeps growing hair. Like she has like she's like a, like almost like a Rapunzel. Like and her hair is very special, and it's like it can sense things. It never changes. Like it just grows really really fast, and it makes like the best wigs and hair extensions or whatever so it's this very strange story where you have that element plus the crime element plus the mom being seriously dying and it was just really like i don't even really know how to explain it well without you being like what the frig are you talking about yeah but it it was just very weird and pleasantly weird okay so basically this thing that norma has is something that has to be kept a secret because when people find out about it there's been women like this for eons and they usually get vilified, you know, attacked, all these other things. So it's just, it's a really interesting discussion of like, I guess, female empowerment, um, human trafficking. That's interesting. Uh, maternal, uh, you know, familial bonds within women. And it's, it's, it's a very interesting book. Interesting. Norma. Hmm. I think you would like it. My next one, I read the Cult on Fog Island by the the Cult on Fog Island by Mariette Lindstein. Oh, that one I want. And this is translated from the Swedish. And this is a series. I know there's a sequel. I do not know if it's ongoing or if it's finished. Or if there are more, I need to look. But I do know there's a second one. And I'm hoping that when I go back to Books A Million, because I got this from the Books A Million discount section, I'm hoping they have the second one. But this is about, there's like this, this guy that has this like new age kind of a group or whatever that he's starting in. Everybody wants to be on his team and, you know, be up under him. He's got this like big like house, you know, somewhere in this, you know, backwoods and he's like building this community for this new age thing he's doing and mm-hmm. he's got all these workers that live there and they're supposed to be like you know like you know doing all this documentation and they're giving presentations and workshops and building this grand library just all about his methods and all about his thoughts on this whole new age thing but it's like they're really like in jail he takes away their phones <laughs> they're like they're they're secured in this home with this like electric gate that will like fry you if you try to escape there's bodyguard it's a lot going on also he's a sociopath so there's a lot happening why is that not surprising okay also he's a sociopath sociopath. oh shit naomi and so there but there's also like this other they're like houses outside of this like big property that they're on and there's like all these secrets that are to be revealed and it's it's really entertaining it's very fun. It was very, I don't want to say it was slow. It was fast paced, but it was paced just right. In my opinion. It was steady. It was steady. It was steady. And I enjoyed it a great deal. And I can't wait to read the second one. So that is the cult on fog Island. 
translated from Swedish. I just added it Swedish. to my wish list because mm-hmm. I remember you you really liked that. Why did I think it was Icelandic? I think I think Pam was reading a bunch of Icelandic thrillers at the same time you were reading that. Yeah. And all the covers were in the same vibe, though not the same cover. And You're up next. Uh, oh, The Memory Police. I loved this book so much. And you have to read this. I'm going so to get this, it. This like... I actually need to, this is one of the ones I need to purchase. This is Yoko Agawa. This is a Japanese author. And you're on this island, this unnamed island. So you're already insulated, right? You're in this insular world. Don't worry, mind me while I break things. And on this island, there are these people called memory police. And essentially what happens is every so often something gets erased from the collective memory. Like they, it starts off, I think, with like, birds um it's like the first big thing you see and basically everything having to do with say birds has to go away and then like it disappears eventually it just disappears and from the collective knowledge and you all you lose the words for it you lose everything for it and so you, it centers around these it's so weird and unsettling and there are these there are people who never lose their memory that remember everything and those people are like hunted down um, because obviously the memory police are trying to eradicate something so they don't want anybody who could ever remind you that something exists. And it's just, it's so good. So you have these three characters. There's like an old man, there's a young guy, and there's a woman. And the young guy has all of his memories. The woman uh, doesn't, but she there's stuff with like her parents and things that are hidden in secrets with her parents and the three of them all kind of work together in this world and it's just, it's so it's so good i'm not doing the best job of explaining it because i don't know you are it's it's interesting i don't want to say anything but i i don't want to spoil anything but like it's just such a it's a fascinating little story and it's so it's so good it's so good read it i'm hoping that I see it when I go out next week. I'm hoping that I see I've it. I've never seen it, but like you see a lot of really cool stuff at Mickey. So, and yeah. Also, some of this kind of sort of feels like uh, 1984 with the not remembering things. Right. I'm digging that. Yeah. I'm I'm There's digging like that. A little nod to sort of totalitarian government. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It, I really loved this. And I've been, I've been waiting to read it for a really long time. Yeah. Um, and I finally got to read it. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. And now I want to. That sounds really interesting. So yeah. I'm on board. I think you'll like that one. Yeah. yeah. I, feel like, I feel like you and I are going to be getting and reading more translated works. Mm-hmm. I, and I think we're discovering some really good authors that are you know, written in translation. So that's also really exciting. This exercise taught me that I really like weird Asian author stories. That's Whenever so an Asian author writes a weird story, I'm like, I'm in it. Like yeah. the weirder it is, the more I'm like, yes. Yes. Um, yes. This is, um, this is kind of what we're talking about. Like there's so many ways that you can like diversify your reading. You know, try mm-hmm. picking up, you know, a work in translation. There are so many good ones out there. And it's like, it's like a whole other world of books to read. You know, just yeah. think of all the things that have been translated and, uh, and that are still yet to be translated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, that's exciting. Some yeah, good stuff. And, and every culture has its different, like, spice, you know? It's got, like, its different flavor. It's got its different whatever, like, yeah. weird analogy you want to use. And so you're getting this different look at maybe something that's similar that you already read. Like, say you really like horror, thriller, mm-hmm. weird books. Now you go to, I don't know where, doesn't matter, pick somewhere. You're going to Spain. Now you have like a different culture's exactly. look at weird. And now, then you hop over to, I don't know, Bangladesh. And it's different. You know, exactly. It's, like it's, it's so fun to sort of go around the world and see how different people do something that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And so my next one is The Door. Oh, yes, by Magda Zabo. And this is translated from... Is it Hungarian? From the Hungarian. This has been on my list for a really long time to read. And so I finally... Hey, Larry. Purchased it. You heard that door? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I close the double doors. Um, <laughs> oh no, he's he's in the bathroom, and so I finally purchased it. And how dare you, Lawrence? How dare you go to the bathroom? <laughs> That's a no no. This book, okay. So how do I break this down? Because I don't want to spoil anything. So this don't spoil book, anything because I have it on for the month. I know. Somewhere. So this book is. Um, so it's, it, oh, wonderful. So two of the main characters, one is a domestic worker. She's like their housekeeper. And mm-hmm. the other character that they're focusing on is the uh, the wife who employs said domestic worker. And, you know, she's very prominent. You know, she's married to a prominent man. I believe she's a writer. And they have a very, you know, hoity-toity kind of a life. And what what's so interesting in the story is this constant push and pull between this domestic worker and the lady of the house and it's kind of like this domestic worker she always wins the power struggle and it's just so hilarious to watch but it's also there's also something very um let's say dark about her because she doesn't let you in on everything about her she doesn't tell you everything about her she has a lot of secrets and a lot of things that are very mysterious in the way that she operates in her own life. And there are times, well, I won't say that because that might spoil something, but Don't she's just very mysterious. Me. But the power struggle between these two is so fun to read. It was it was a total trip. So I highly recommend The Door by Meg Zabo. Highly recommend it. So the next one, uh, I guess since it's my turn, was uh, Ji Young born 1982 oh and i saw this around a lot it was making the rounds especially on booktube earlier so it follows this woman from basically like birth to whenever the book cuts off and it's set in korea and you see this like push and pull between the gender norms and as as time goes on this pushing against the standard gender norms and the advancement of women and then sort of the pullback of that and how you kind of take like two steps forward one step back and it keeps going like that throughout this character's life and it's it's a really wonderfully written book um about a culture which has like a very rigid historic sort of Uh, patriarchy or misogyny or whatever word you want to use um and i don't know it was it was really good and it's super short and uh i can't tell if it was i feel like it's sort of a a conglomeration of the author's own experiences and Mm. whatever work she does because it sounds almost like the telling of like a therapist you know like through i don't know if it makes any sense but like like somebody who is spent a long time sort of digging into people's emotions yeah. and experiences and creating a story that mirrors uh something that is felt by the collective um yeah hopefully that makes sense that yeah it makes uh, sense and it was it was it was really 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 good um that here's someone's re- review says it becomes a channel for women's collective rage that was felt universally oh so yeah it is definitely like you get this all women together feeling um and you have multiple generations because you know at this person's growing up you have daughter and mom and all these other it's it's beautifully done and is a must read yeah i have seen that around a lot and i don't think i've heard one bad thing about that book so we'll definitely add that to my list that's born 1982 Kim Jiang, born 1982. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's going on the list. Okay, all right, this this is such a wonderful book. This was in my... You're so excited. It was just so good. So this is The Elegance of the Hedgehog by Muriel Barbary, and this is translated from... French. Thank you, from French. I also think she has a new book that just came out or is coming out soon. So anyway, this follows a, how old is this little girl? Is she 12? Anyway, it follows this young girl and she's kind of obsessed with uh, suicide. Oh. 
She's constantly thinking about ending her life. She is a very privileged young girl, has a very wealthy family, and she pretty much hates them. She thinks they're awful people, and she thinks they are frivolous. Every teenager. Well, you know, she thinks they're frivolous, and she feels like they really serve nothing to the greater good, and she and her mind is reckoning with her purpose in life. Like, what's the point of being wasted space? If I'm not going to do something great, what's the point of even living? So she's got this grand plan on how she's going to stop living. And then the book is also following Renee, and she is a widow, and she's the concierge of this fancy building that this little girl lives in and she's a very nice lady but describes herself as basically you know very unattractive and of course not well off and she's dealing with I guess kind of living in like this like lonely bubble and you find out later why she's so opposed to making friends and why she kind of like lives this somewhat lonely life but this this book was just so beautiful the way it was written and seeing the journey of this little girl and Renee's the concierge and all the people that begin to come into the story, like the way everything was woven in, it was really touching, really beautiful, also extremely heartbreaking. And I just mm-hmm. recommend everybody read it. So that is the elegance of the hedgehog. This is a very bitter, sweet book very bittersweet sweet it was i just <sighs> you know when you just want to hug it you just want to hug it yeah well clearly it's on my list because you, you made me get it and so far all of these authors this is my first time reading them and i'm just been pleasantly surprised i feel like i forgot what this book was about when i reviewed it in my freaking other time do i remember what it's about so i I read this book called kitchen because the author's name is banana yoshimoto or something like that banana um banana oh this girl's mother dies i believe it's a japanese author and and set in japan and this woman's oh she's living with her grandmother and her grandmother dies and a lot of it's centered around the kitchen and the like the hearth and the home and all of that kind of stuff but she gets taken in by her friend and his mother, who is actually transgendered and works at this club, like a transgendered club or whatever, you want to call it like a nightclub. So like his mom's his dad, actually. So like you get this whole, these two kids sort of leaning on each other and they grow up together. And this one day, like some things happen to the, the mom and you get to see a lot of the heartbreak that, you, you know, from losing your family to dealing with being different to um like mental health issues and all that so it was an interesting little story but i mean it's i don't know if i there's also a second book in the story called moonlit shadow which i didn't really like it was fine kitchen was better than a moonlit shadow Mm -hmm. but i think i read better stuff last month than kitchen it wasn't Mm. bad it wasn't Mm -hmm. it wasn't anything like but like it was it was a a fine short story about you know grief and loss and um friendship right and all of that okay would you would you recommend yeah i mean i guess if you're looking for something short to read that focuses on those kinds of topics i think it's good i really liked the introduction of um the trans mother and because this book is on the older side and i feel like that's a topic in the u.s that we are just kind of really cracking the seal on and this was first published in 1988 Mm. so like that's a that's a really i i don't think we were talking about it as much here in the west as maybe i don't know what they were talking about in japan in 1988 i didn't live there but perhaps it's a more common theme i don't know but it was kind of nice to see like an early handling of such a sensitive topic and yeah. such a um, current, relevant, relevant yes. topic. There we go. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Kitchen? Kitchen. Kitchen. Okay. Banana Yoshimoto. I just, I love that name. I'm sorry. I love it. Banana Yoshimoto. Banana. Okay. She's got a lot of books on um, Audible, like the free 
stuff for Audible. Oh, really? She's got a lot of a lot of other books um, for free on Audible that I, I put in my library while they were available. So I do want to I do want to read more of her stuff because her writing was very good. I just don't. I think that if you put them all collectively in the month, like it wasn't one of my top stories for the month. All right. So my next one was out by Natsuo Kiro, Kirino. It's another one you had, had me get. Yeah, I think that this is becoming a cult classic as well. This is translated is from Japanese. Horror? This is not horror. This is crime fiction. Oh, okay. This is crime fiction. And it's weird because I hear people talk about this book and they, they say it's horror. And they say it's scary. And I'm like, did we read the same book? This is crime fiction. Or, or maybe we're just broken. No, this is this is crime fiction. This is not Thank horror. You for like not saying I'm broken. You are not broken. This is crime fiction. You know, someone kills somebody, <laughs> and then there's you know an investigation. It's crime fiction, but this reads like dark comedy to me, and so it was comedically dark. It was somewhat fast paced. But there are also some characters in here that are like a little bit unnerving because it's like, you should not be thinking the way you think. Or, you know what I mean? Or yeah. you have so many secrets, you scare me. Because I don't know, I don't know who you are. I, I don't know who you are. And that's very like, ooh, it's just like, I, I don't know what I'm, what I'm dealing with with you. And then there's other, other people, it's like, how did you come up with that plan? Have you done this before? That freaks me out. So it's just all these different characters that come in. And I don't, I don't know if I should say, am I, can I say that? Wait, let me read the synopsis. Okay. I can say this. Okay. So a woman basically kills her husband and essentially her friends come in to help her clean up the mess. So that's what's going okay. on in this and all that's being investigated by, you know, this detective or whatever, but it was fantastic. It was so great. And so now I am, I'm going to be buying her other stuff. I think she has a book called Grotesque and she has another one, but I like her style of this like dark comedic writing. It was, it was great. It was great. I'm here for it. Yeah. It sounds good. Uh, bah, 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 bah. How many more do you have? Cause I only have four. I have two more. So I will sort of clump these together because I went down a Han Kang rabbit hole. Oh. And I read The Vegetarian, which I think almost everybody knows that book, um, at least in general. Yes. Uh, then I read uh, The White Book by her and also Human Acts. And these three books were very different in subject matter, but the writing is just so phenomenal. So The Vegetarian follows this woman who's... She has a sister. They're both married. Okay. And the one sister gets married to this guy. And it's this very, like, transactional marriage where they're just kind of like, yeah, I guess we'll get married kind of thing. And it's not like a love match. It's not anything. Whatever. And then the other sister is kind of more happily married. They have kids. Yada, yada. And the transactionally married sister, whose name I cannot remember, uh, so I apologize for that, she just starts to have this mental breakdown where she just stops eating and she because she has this dream about like flesh and all this other stuff so oh. she just stops eating and first she's vegetarian and then eventually just trend just keeps going until she's she stops eating altogether and she ends up in a mental institution there's a whole interplay between her sister and her her marriage breaks down obviously because you know she's gone crazy and of course he's not going to stick around and a bunch of other stuff happens and it's just this really unsettling and weird story especially when you go into most of the chapters are other people the other people around her's point of view and then occasionally you get the sister who's having the mental breakdowns point of view and they're so unsettling and it's just it is bizarre and weird. And then at the, oh, I'm not going to spoil anything. But then you also eventually, the sister starts to like come into the story a little bit. And I feel like you start to get questions about the sister too um, by the end. And it's just, it's really interesting. It's a weird, weird, weird book. So I basically um, need to read it because this sounds yeah, and it's super incredible. Short. It's super weird and super short. Which then made me want to see what else she does. So she has this book called The White Book, which is super, super short. Like, I think it's like 
I listened to it. It's like a three-hour audiobook or something. Like, it's so short. But it's basically, like, a writing exercise where this person's writing a letter to their sister after the death, like, or remembering the death of a child, I guess. But everything is focused around things that are white. So it's this really weird narrative. It's very poetic. But it, it's, it's, it's also fascinating to just read for people who enjoy words mm. and enjoy wordplay and enjoy... Because it, the whole story is centered around things that are white. Everything is about things that are white and then tying it into this loss of a child and the memory of a child. Wow. And it's really, really beautifully done. It's like... It's just... It's brilliant. And then Human Acts was a, is a story that centers around uh, a really violent uprising that happened in Korea where a lot of uh, students died and young people died. And every chapter is kind of a different perspective, I guess, on the, the people involved in this. And I believe even like, if I remember correctly, one chapter is even from the point of view of a dead body and a stack of bodies. Oh. And it is unsettling mm. and moving and heartbreaking. And the writing is just like top freaking notch. It is top tier writing. It is so good. So I need to get so into good. this author is what you're saying. Yes. You need to get into Hong Kang. You need to. Okay. Okay. You need to. You need to. All of you need to. Everyone needs okay. to. Okay. Noted. It's really good. Noted. As long as you like weird. I'm down. I'm totally down with that. That that sound, all of those by this one woman sound mm -hmm. incredible. They're absolutely phenomenal. And they're so very different, but not, if that makes any sense. Yeah. She, just the talent is, is amazing. My next to last book is the latest novel by Mieko Kawakami, and it's called Heaven. Still need to read she that. wrote Breast and Eggs, same lady. And this is much shorter. It's like a novella. This is centered around two high school students, and they are both horribly bullied in school. And this book will break your heart. These bullying scenes were so rough, it just cracks you open. It just cracks you open. There's this one particular scene in here where the the boy that's being bullied, he is talking with one of the other guys that's in the bully group. Like he's not the one doing the bullying, but he's in that group and he's just kind of witnessing everything. And they're having this conversation like, why does it happen? Why do you do it? Yada, yada. And this conversation between these two was just so painful and so raw, but also it's like, of course, this is what a teenager would say. As cruel as it is, this is exactly what a teenager would say. This is exactly how they yeah. would feel about it. But it was so like, man, it was just like heartbreaking and gut-wrenching. Yeah. This book will just have you feeling a lot of things. So just- I feel like her writing's really realistic. If it's so anything like realistic. Breast and Eggs was, it's so relatable and realistic. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I guess if you were bullied or if you have a child that's being bullied, just know that this does not hold back on that. It goes in and again, it will, it will break your heart, but the yeah. writing is phenomenal and I really enjoyed it. And so I'm in love with Mieko. Um, I, there it is folks. I'm in love with Mieko. She's fantastic. I want to be her friend. I will learn uh, Japanese just to talk to her if she doesn't speak English. I, I just love her. I, I do. I just, I love her. That's, that, that's all. That's all. <laughs> I have, we should take Japanese. I officially have a real live author crush obsession. I want to meet this woman, period. Well, maybe we can make that happen one day. Maybe. I'm going to make this last one really short and sweet because I hate this book. So, <laughs> I read The Discomfort of Evening, <laughs> and it is, it is uncomfortable. So, basically, it's, it's translated from somewhere... What is it translated from? Danish, that's right. I cannot say this lady's name, but she... So, you're, you're in the point of view of one of the daughters. There's this family. They're, like, dairy farmers, and... Uh, they have two sons and two daughters, and one of the sons, very early on in the story, 
drowns. And then the rest of the story is about everybody in the family sort of grappling with their grief around the sun dying and the way all of that has affected their lives. Now, that in and of itself is a fantastic, you know, framework for a story. Sure. Love it. Great. Sure. Uh, you know, I'm with you. Everything's great. Unfortunately, Uh-oh. <laughs> it went down one of those weird sexual routes that I just, I really, really, really wanted to DNF it. But I was like, no, I have to keep going. Because like, what if it's just uncomfortable, but there's a point to it being uncomfortable. And I don't know if there was a point to it being this uncomfortable. Her surviving brother does a lot of weird things to a lot of people. Her dad does some weird stuff. Her mom is like mentally unhinged, which is understandable because she's the grief of losing her child but it's like they kind of gloss over some of that it's like oh yeah and i guess that makes some sense because she's a young child like you're seeing it from the point of view of a young child but like i don't know the fixation on other things and not on some other like it was i don't it was just (laughs) too much and then the like the amount of times that she talks about hitler and like wanting to be hitler or like i don't know just weird the weird stuff what so yes it was no it's just a no for me it's a no for me dog no No. what it looks like this book broke your brain in the worst way it needs to go away it's you look like you're trying to hide from it because it's awful i'm just like i'm trying to keep the memories of it from coming back like I just got rid of them and now I'm thinking of them all again like the things the things Naomi like I almost want you to read it so that we can really talk about this no but I don't want anyone to ever read this book because nobody else needs to like I will take this one for the team wow like don't read the book and if you've read this and you like it you can tell me how much why why but like I think it was like a booker finalist or a prize winner I mean it is an award-winning book. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's a Libra, uh, some sort of international booker prize. Ah. For 2020. That was just last year. So this is new. I- I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit intrigued. I kind of want to know what you're feeling right now. I-, I may read it later just so that I know. Because now I'm just curious. Curiosity's getting me right now. Like, I definitely need to be able to talk freely with somebody. Like, I don't know why I even care about spoiling this book for somebody, but I just kind of don't, one, want to get us kicked off of, like, Spotify because I mentioned something that's criminal. And also, Whoa. like, it's just, it's so wrong. But I also, like, feel like I need to unpack this with somebody. Like, is there, like, you know what we need? We need, like, bookish therapy where when we read books that traumatize us, somebody can, can, like, break it down for us and we can have, like, a little chat and we can work through our feelings. Like when I read that. Oh, yes, I do. Like when I read that book, The Fifth Child, and I was like, I don't know what I feel right now, but it's nothing good. And it was a, it was a good book. It wasn't a bad book, but this that story was just so messed up. I was like in a daze, and I needed to talk it out. I know exactly yeah. what you mean. I needed to talk it out. Yeah, maybe we could start a segment, bookish therapy, where people just send us their 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 bookish horror, like the things they need to talk out. That's a great idea. You can email us at tvrloadout.com. No, they can leave an audio if you go, <laughs> if they go to our anchor clip. page. Oh, that's a great idea. Mm, let's plan that. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> leave us your therapy session. <laughs> and we'll, your, your bookish we'll horror play stories. it on the show. The books, the books that haunt you. <laughs> yes, I love that. All right, this is my final book. And it was my first foray into reading Elena Ferrante. And this is... Oh, you do love that. I've been waiting. I've been waiting to read. This is a series. There are four books in this series. This is book one, My Brilliant Friend. And this is the uh, book one of the Neapolitan novels. And I've been waiting to read this for a really long time. And I finally acquired all four books uh, a few months ago. So this follows some young girls, two best friends in particular. And it feels weird to say best friends because this entire book follows their friendship and it is contentious it is full of all kinds of pressures it's full of envy (laughs) 
it's so many things. They, there are plenty of parts where it's like, do you already like each other? Because I, I don't know what's going. Love a good family drama. Oh man, it's just, it's so good. And they're like, and and I'm talking. This starts at a very young age. We're following them from grade school through like super old ladyhood, right? Super old ladyhood, and. They are so mean to one another. Even at that grade school level, they're so mean to one another. They're like so evil. And they go through these bouts of super respect for one another. But then there's one that, because one is very much like on a genius level in terms of like her her smartness. And the other one is just Mm -hmm. like, she's smart. But the other girl, it's like, I'll give an example. Like she taught herself how to read at like the age of three or four. Like she's that smart. Mm -hmm. And so the, the other friend constantly feels like she's trying to catch up to her friend. And so there's this jealousy there. It's like, will I ever be good enough or whatever I do? That's great. It's not really great because then so-and-so is doing this. That's like two levels or three levels ahead of me. So it's that constant, like trying to catch up and keep up with her friend and trying to feel good about herself. It's just, it's written so well, it's written so well following their friendship. But the other thing I wanted to point out is there's a certain level of world building that I thought was brilliant. So in the beginning, Elena is describing this neighborhood. And in my brain, I see this neighborhood that's empty. And when I say empty, I mean like I see nothing but like a street. And as she's talking about this neighborhood and these people, in my mind, I can see like one apartment building pop up and then a couple of people. And because this is how she's breaking it down in mm-hmm. the beginning, you know, she's talking about, she's building the neighborhood for you, for your mind. So that you can see each building, you can see the people, you can see the store. It was, it was brilliant how she did that. The writing was fantastic. The story was fantastic. It is a page turner. You don't want to put it down. And I can't wait to read the other books in this Neapolitan novels. I can't wait. No. So good. Well, it's Italian. Of course, you don't know if they like each other. They're always yelling. Oh, that's at right. Each that's other. I didn't so say that. Translated from Italian. You just yell at each other. You don't know. <sighs> it's so good. I just Elena Ferrante. And I think I was I was reading. No, 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 no. I wasn't reading. I was watching a video by Books and Bow. I love I love that guy. And this is something I did not know. Nobody knows who Elena Ferrante is. Did you know that? What? No. No one knows who Elena is. They don't even know if she's a man or a woman. Wow. They don't even know if she's a man or a woman. They don't know who Elena Ferrante is. Is that a real name? Maybe. Maybe not. Is she a man or Somebody a... has to know. Well, the publicist knows and the... And Europa Editions probably knows, but no one knows. So that's, that's super interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. And apparently her her new novel, something about, what is it? The Lying Lives of Adults. I heard that's really good. So as soon as I finish this series, I'll probably read that next and then see what well, else is in her backlist catalog. But this is, yeah. this is fantastic. Well, I just added everything. The Lying Life of Adults. Yes. I heard that was something to read. So. All right. I'm sticking them all on my wish list. Yeah. So it was a great Women of Translation Month. I really, I enjoyed all of what I read. I've got some authors that I'm going to be following and tracking for a really long time. And I'm just very excited about it. I really enjoyed this exercise of just really focusing on translated works. Having it be women is just was a bonus, but just focusing on those translated works. I love. I am loving translated works. Like it's. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I'm having this shift from like I still really like love my fantasies and stuff, but I'm having this shift into litfic that I'm really enjoying. Mm-hmm. And there's so many translated works into litfic. Sorry, UPS just drove by and I got excited, but it didn't stop. But I just, I, and it's, it's, I'm just, I'm loving it. I'm loving yeah, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I have more from you. I have more from you that I have to read. So yeah, that, uh, that this is a long episode. So thank you to anybody who's actually made it all the way through yes. for Naomi for editing this almost two hour long episode of us talking about the books we read in August. It's just more. Not practice. even all the books we read I in know. August. That's just just the ones that were for Women in Translation Month. That does not include our other books that were something else. I read some good stuff in August. I did too. Yeah. Let us know. 
um, come on over to the blog or the Instagram and uh, let us know if you've read anything for Winter Translation Month and what you thought about it. And we love to talk about it. Let us know it. your horror stories. Please. Leave us. We'll leave a little link in the show notes to where you can leave us a voice memo. Yes. Describing whatever book it is that has given you much trauma. <laughs> Don't worry about spoilers. <laughs> Those could be like little mini episodes. I love it. Give it to us. We want to know. So once again, so this is, we're recording this on September 11th. May we never forget. May we never forget. And this episode will be released on the 13th. So there's still time to read with us for our two book club picks, which is Breast and Eggs and the bonus book, The Master of Margarita. You can also join us in the Ulysses Readathon, Read Along, which started on September 5th and runs for six weeks. All this information is on our website, tbrlowdown.com. So there you have it, folks. We appreciate you listening. And we are out of here. Bye. Well, we've come to the end of the show. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We kindly ask that you go to Apple Podcast and subscribe to our show and leave a review. That would help us out tremendously. Don't forget to follow TBR Lowdown on Instagram at TBR Lowdown and visit our website for show notes, the link to join our Discord book club, and other information at tbrlowdown.com. You can follow me, Naomi, on Instagram at BookLadyReads and follow Alyssa on Instagram at NerdyNurseReads. Thanks again for listening and for your support. Until next time.